We're in Mythic Chicken. We're in trouble now. You ready? I am. All right. Welcome back to We're in Trouble Now. We're not as in trouble as the potential murderers are going to be because we're going <laughs> to catch them. And we're all like up to our elbows and clues. Yeah, we're up to our knees and paperwork. This is how detectives must feel. No kidding. Yeah. You, oh, you know, we should go next door and see if... Um, oh, do you think Gil. Gil will be able to solve this? Because he's a detective. Yeah. We should buy another one. Well, actually, we should give him this after and see if he can figure it out. Yeah, faster than see we See how could. long it took him. Yeah, because he's a detective up in LA. Yeah. Which would be kind of cool. And I'm sure he's seen some stuff. Yeah. So if you're watching this podcast or listening to it, here's oh. we're going to catch you up to speed. So far, this is, this is part two of our detective murder mystery. So if you haven't heard the first one yet... Go back, watch the first one. We are on hot pursuit of the potential killer, and we're going to try to free Bones McBride. So we haven't really um, done very much legwork since the time of the recording of our last podcast, but we did read through this a little bit before we started recording, and we've got it narrowed down to about two people. It's I, I believe it's either Andy, what's his, what's his last name? Andy Murderer. Andy Murderer? No, I don't think it's Andy Murderer. Andy, um, oh, here it is right here. Oh, I like how Andy everything. Andy Allen. Andy Allen, <coughs> excuse me, Andy Allen or Harmony Ashcroft's uh, fiance, Christian the Murderer Peterson. So okay. we, we don't know. Uh, some people do because some people Googled this before um, th- this podcast aired, even though they won't give me a hint. <gasps> oh, so. Yeah. She knows. She knows. Natasha Googled it. She was like, I have a pretty good idea who it is. I was like, can you give me a hint? She, no. So she just knows who the killer is. She doesn't know the how. I don't, uh, I don't know. She Googled it and she refuses to tell me anything. So she's okay. in trouble. So remember how we were t- saying that Rex was a, um, he was a janitor at a gym and he overheard something and he was trying to warn her. Yeah. Well, we uh, don't know if he overheard anything. We just knew that he w- he worked at a gym. Well, we can just let that one go. Why is that? Because Louise McCoy, who lived below him, yeah. um, actually said that she rented an apartment to him, uh-huh. but that she had to um, give him a warning for noise. Okay. And it says... Uh, prior to the situation, we had never had a major problem with Mr. Radcliffe. There were a few occasions of loud noises that I was able to hear, mainly due to being located directly under his apartment, but none of the occasions required action on my part. But on the occasion that took place on the 26th of April, he was making a great deal of noise and it had become necessary for me to go up to his apartment and address the issue. His noise was mostly crying loudly and pounding on the wall. Okay. It says, on this occasion, Mr. Ratcliffe seemed reluctant to open the door. Long story short, she gave him the brochure for helping hands. Okay. And then it says, he seemed very responsive to the brochure. He seemed to be staring at one face in particular in it. I believe that's the face belonging to the victim. But at the time, I did not observe this as unusual. She was very pretty. On the night of the murder, I observed observed him coming into the building a little before nine. I know it was then because it happened right at the end of X-Files. 
Then a little over an hour after that, I heard crying and screaming. It was during the first story on 2020. So it must have been sometime between 10 and 10, 15. I okay. couldn't make out any of the words, but it sounded really dreadful. I immediately went up to his unit and knocked on the door to make sure he was all right and ask him to quiet down. At this time, he did not answer the door and I went back down to my apartment. Eventually, as the evening went on, the noises stopped. By the time Chance Edwards began the evening the 11 o'clock news, things had become quiet again. That's when I heard about the murder. Okay. His car didn't ever, no, his car didn't leave where he parked when he got home at nine. Yeah. So the, the creepy guy has a, a sound alibi. Cause if this he's, guy? yeah. Why would any be? Cause if she, if he got home early at nine, the murder was at nine 30. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, a little before 9. Yeah, so because the murder was at 9.30. Oh, that's right. Okay. Because Bones got woken up at 10. Okay, but he is... And Harmony was last seen like around 9.30 storming out with her husband or fiance, excuse me. Because he works at Gold Gym. And then on that one picture, did we see a Chevrolet... Chevette, Chevy Chevette. Chevy Chevette. No, I no. don't know what a Chevy Chevette looks like. It's uh, it's the French version of Chevelle. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's a car. Oh. Okay, so then we have we didn't look at this before, but we have um, a phone record. It's a phone log of all the times he called the Helping Hands clinic. Yeah. That's actually what I wanted. Because on the back of the wedding invitation is a phone number. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out, like, I've been just trying to stay here going through the nose papers and stuff and trying oh. to figure out if there's a phone number that's been called. Um, but the thing is, wait, does that number match any of those? That's what I'm taking a look at. I don't think so. Because subscriber name received calls from four six, whose number is 463-555-3927. that's yeah. Rex Radcliffe. Yeah, so he's the one that's been calling. Is that all of his phone calls? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's not one from one other? Nope. Nope. It says subscriber name, and then her number is 463-555-3731. Ashcroft. Is that her number? I just want to double check. That Ashcroft is her, is the girl. No, I know. You're asking for her number? Well, yeah, because it says received f uh, subscriber number, and then received calls from this number. So if you have Rex's number as 563-555-3927. Yeah, 463-555-3927. Yeah. yeah, I think so he was calling Helping Hands. No, 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 I understand. So what's Helping Hands' number? I just want to double check and try to... I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I don't think like we ever have I'll anything from that. Okay. So um, there was... Where are the envelopes that we had? Because we have to... I think we have to go... Oops. Should we open number one? No, no, no. At least not that. So we, there are like objectives. And the first objective is to clear Bones' innocence. So first we have to do is we have to make sure, we have to find a way to make sure Bones is innocent. And then we open the first folder, which I can't find. What, you had it? It's over here. Why would it be over there? What do you mean? Okay, so we have to see. How can we make Bones innocent? How can we place him asleep at the park at the time of the murder? We'll do his witness statement that I read last time. So let's, yeah, let's pull it out. Yeah, here you go. Uh, there. Great, let me read it. Let me get the paper clip. And all of the other papers. Oh, I wanted to keep it all together. 
But nobody saw Bones at, after after he got kicked out of the bar around nine. Well, right. Yeah, the only says, person last that night saw, I saw him was just the bouncer. Yes. So he says, I confirm Bo- William Bones McBride was removed from my bar at 9 p.m. on May 8th, 1998. This is the man I have seen a set number of occasions, blah, 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 blah. So then I remember him seeing last night uh, on the 8th. It was a Friday and he became uh, smiling as usual, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well then here, here, this already clears them. How does it take 30 minutes to get down the street? What do you mean? Well, if he got kicked out of Rambo's bar, yeah. which he did, and it says that he got arrested and he got, he got kicked out at nine. Yeah. So then that would mean that it takes him 30 minutes to walk right down the street or an hour to walk down the street. Well, she got murdered at 930. Well, yeah, but even 30 minutes. So that would mean that he would have to walk that taking him to the park would take longer than 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You see, there's just no way. How can you get from Rambo's bar, kill someone, and then get over here... And go to sleep. In an hour. If you're, if, if you're at Rambo's bar at 9, how is it going to take you an hour to get to Grant Park? What do you mean? Uh, or I mean 30 minutes to get to Grant Park when it's... It doesn't look that far. Because exactly. here, look it. Look that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So how is it even possible for him to be there if... What do you mean? Okay. So, it, Brendan, it's, it's, less than, it's less than a mile. Yes, Robert. That's what I'm saying. It does not take you a mile to walk, a, an hour to walk a mile, though. 100%. So then if Rambo just got, or if, if Bones just got kicked out of Rambo's, mm-hmm. how is it going to take him 30 minutes to walk there when she got killed at 930? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, so, if but, she got killed at 9.30 at Tooley's, yes. how is he going to take him 30 minutes to walk across the street, kill her specifically at 9.30, and then pass out? Well, I don't think it was premeditated to be 9.30. Well, I'm just and saying. And who's, who's to say that like, it didn't take him 15 minutes to find a weapon and 15 more minutes to walk there? If you're drunk, there's no way you're going to, you're just going to grab the first thing that you find. Well, you can't prove that. You can, there's no there's no grounds of like scientific method that if you're drunk, the first thing you find is heavy. Well, no, that's what I'm saying though. It's just the time. It does not match up the time with the distance on what was traveled. Okay, so they but they found him asleep at ten. So that means any time between ten and her murder at nine thirty, he could have gotten to the bark and the bench at any time. Yeah. So well, that, if she got murdered at nine thirty, yes. Right. So then, how is it going to take you thirty minutes to get across the street? Well, he could spend a good amount of time looking for something heavy, which is what she was murdered with. Well, didn't he just say that he was going to go find the nearest park and go sleep? Yes, but there's no. But we can't take his word on it. We have to find concrete evidence that to show is that concrete evidence. it's spreading because he he can't walk a mile in an hour does not make a concrete evidence. That's pretty concrete. It's not. I wish we had a picture of her prior to the. Um, the rehearsal dinner to see if she had that ring on. Well, you have that. You did say that we saw the engagement photo and did not have the ring. She didn't have so a ring th- there. And, and the only picture we have of the ring is an evidence. So we don't see anybody with the ring. I was looking to see if there's anybody else with the ring on, but it doesn't look like it. And I haven't read anywhere in the, um, in any of the statements mm-hmm. of that. Do you have the fiance? Um, Where I think is he at? Here. Let's take a look at him again, because yeah, he's suspicious. Well, and there's even a river. So you have to go across. <laughs> but he's not swimming across a river. Dude, there's literally, it says a river right here, Kingsley so River. So he has to go across the maybe river. Maybe there's a bridge. I was going to say, Brady, we have to acknowledge that the existence of bridges are no, a thing. No, because there is a bridge. No, that's what I'm just saying. It's just, they have his tracking wrong. There's no fucking way. So, but, but there's not enough concrete evidence. That, dude, you know, I don't. 
There's, no, I'm there's, gonna I'm gonna stick with my okay, and this is how I'm gonna say we clear bones. So you don't think that he could have just wandered around and blow off some steam? No, I he think looks like I a think fast he was, walker. He was a fast walker, <laughs> methodically think, running to the bench. No, I think he got drunk, and then just but went he to didn't. The park. But he didn't get drunk though. He was drunk. No, because he didn't. Ha- he missed happy hour. He missed the drink of happy. That doesn't mean he that he the, was he, not drunk. He just says, missed the last call. Of this happy is a man hour. I have seen a number of occasions at my place of employment, Rambo's Bar. Bones is a regular customer there. I would describe him as a nice guy. He is well liked by the staff and other patrons. On a few occasions, we've had a warm up not to panhandle in front of the bar, but apart from that, he's usually fine. He has a, he has even charmed his way into a few few beers. That's the kind of guy he is. I remember seeing him last night on the 8th. It was Friday and he came in smiling as usual. But I also remember an argument that took place right at 9 p.m., the end of happy hour. Bones missed the last call for free happy hour drinks and was upset because he was broke and he was yelling at the bartender for ignoring him. The bartender signaled for me to escort him out, so I did. By then, things calmed down and Bones was on his way out, ready to leave on his own. He said something like, I'll just get, um, I'll just go get me some money and I'll be back in an hour. Bones left it. Bones left me and JT, the bartender, looked at each other and smiled. We expected him to go out in the front of the bar and panhandle like he did in the past, but he didn't. He walked out of the door and kept kept walking. I figured he had some other way of finding some money. So he was. You, you are right, though, Brandon. I do remember him saying he was drunk. Mm-hmm. He said he was drunk in his transcript. Mm-hmm. But he. But again, that doesn't make. That doesn't. Then what other concrete evidence do you have right now, we Robert? We do not. Exactly. Have that's any. what I'm saying. There is no fucking. Okay, way. so I will agree with you that he may have taken an hour to walk a mile. No, that's what I'm not saying. I'm not. You were. What I am literally saying is that to get to Rambo's Bar yes. and to get to Grand Park yes. is not going to take nearly enough time to go across the river okay. to kill the lady, then okay. walk down to Grand Park and fall asleep. Okay, There's so, no way. Because he, he, it's just a straight shot this way. So it's Rambo's Bar down to Grand Park. They have it that it's going over here to Thule's and then he's going over to Grand Park. I'm pretty sure he went from fucking Rambo's Bar to Grand Park and passed the fuck out. But you have no proof. I already have enough proof. No. <laughs> well, I'm just so, saying, until you guys find me more concrete evidence, okay. I'm good. Well, I'll tell you, Sport, how about you help us find the concrete evidence? What are you proof? talking about? I just did. Brandon, you cannot say that it takes an hour to walk a mile I'm and not be like, saying, that's it. I'm you, literally not saying that it takes okay. what so I am saying. What I'm saying is that there is no way yes. that it takes you an hour to get to here. Okay. So they are pinning this on him. When he is already at the park asleep. Brandon, that makes no sense. you telling me he can't just close his eyes pretending to be asleep? You're telling me that he couldn't have just laid down and the second he closed his eyes, the cops came? You know, it's probably easier for Bones because his mind is not shut off to reasons. <laughs> you fucking nincompoop. I'm the nincompoop? <laughs> yeah, dude. There's no way he could walk a mile in an hour. God, fuck mysteries. <laughs> I'm, says, you know, until you guys find me good evidence, okay. I'm good. Well, then provide commentary. Well, that's fucking... What else do you want me to say? Uh, Bones is cleared because there's no way that he could have gotten from Rambo's Park to Grant Park or Rambo's Bar to Grant Park. No. There's just... There, I mean, there, literally... Where's the fucking magnifying glass? Someone Here. give me the magnifying Robert glass. Because there's no fucking way. Okay, so I'm thinking here that Christian has a temper and might have been abusive. Yeah, yeah, it's very evident, right? Because yeah. there's multiple people saying that. Yeah, dude. There's just... the. No, there's no way. Yeah. Because imagine trying to be drunk going over a bridge. But he doesn't have to climb over a bridge. The bridge <laughs> is probably walkable. No, Robert, I'm just saying, is you're fucking, if you're drunk at night, you don't care, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's just, there's, there's, I, this is the concrete evidence. 
Yeah. Where, no fucking way. I, I don't, that doesn't give him enough to be innocent. That gives him a lot to be innocent. So is there any way that we can Google as to why Bones is innocent? No, we can't cheat. Okay. You can't be a Natasha. Ooh, them there are fighting words. All right, so who has Bones? So, okay, so we know that she, okay, let's go over what we do know. We know that she, she, she got hit with, look at the autopsy report. Now, it says that she got hit with an object. No, it was a blunt force trauma to the head, either by a object or like a really strong hand, but I, I can't imagine that. So the autopsy says this. His victim was killed by a single strike to the head inflicted by a hand or blunt object. So she was either hit or hit by something. Now, when they say a blunt object, what would you classify as a uh, blunt Like a torque object? wrench, like Andy borrowed. Yes. Um, or smashing her head against the wall. Blunt force trauma. Yeah, you could do blunt force trauma. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just there's a lot of different ways there, to kill someone. I agree with you. Okay, <laughs> I saying, almost spit out my coffee. Yeah, I'm just saying you don't need to have to have a fucking no, a because I, to kill someone. I, well, I'm not saying that. Well, but no, I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying it's just like, I mean, either a hand, either they just pushed her head against the wall or like a corner. Okay, her. we know that she got hit by somebody who I believe the autopsy said um, had to be tall. She was tall and of, of high stature. I mean, everybody is tall. Everybody is tall. So, and that's indeed chiming in to help us. So we know that. We know that her ring was missing, but I'm really trying to figure out if she had the ring it's on. Christian. The, it, it, Christian's. <laughs> no, I just, look at his eyes. Dude. He does. It's okay. So, Christian. but like, but like, okay. So if it's between Andy, Alan and Christian, Andy's right-handed. So he would have to backhand her enough with a blunt object to kill her. Well, do they know what side of her head got hit? The left side. Okay. So. They would have to. It would have to be a substantial like backhand and blow. Whereas Christian is left-handed, and um, is six foot, so he's much taller than um, Harmony. Or whatever. Say if you were right-handed, and say if your back was turned, and then you got so upset when your back was turned that your arm with whatever object came up full force swung and then hit her in the head. Yeah, what he said. Now. They also have Bones's. Um, they have Bones's um, rep- like report. Not his arrest report. His re- yeah, like in his fingerprints. fingerprints. Yeah. Is there anything that we can see on there that might be like he had like a weird thumb or he couldn't hold an object or? No, he's got all his fingers. He's got all his fingers. Damn it, Bones. And then um, hand me his little docket. Andy's. No Bones. Oh, it's over there. But why? Okay, but like, why would Andy be? Why would he lie? He like willingly like lied on testimony. So that would have to. I mean, that's super super suspect to me. Yeah, and he loved her, and she was marrying an abusive guy. Yeah, but he's not ambidextrous. At no point has anybody said, or has he, has he stated anything about her being ambidextrous or him being ambidextrous? See, Correct? because he got into an argument. Um, he missed the last, uh, uh, he calmed down, said something like, I just got to go get me some money and be back in an hour. Uh, he smiled, panhandled, nope, nothing substantial there. Why? I wonder why they give us photos of like kids. I haven't figured that. Oh, maybe that's the guy's kids. Oh, oh. yeah. That's uh, Derek Silver's kids, huh? Or kid. Kid. One of them is. Okay, so we haven't thought about maybe the police guy, Officer Kent Grayson. Well, why is Andy's statement dated on the twelfth? What is it? What, what's? I think it's. I think 
for whatever their their statements are like a this day or two apart. Eighth. Christians is the eighth because I think it's just because that's his fiance. But I mean, so yeah. So this guy says that he was going to go wake Hold up on. bones. He's going to go wake up bones. Yeah, this says this is the cop that found him. It says the suspect is an individual that we've had many prior encounters with. His name is William McBride. He is known as Bones. McBride had been spotted many times sleeping in Grant Park or in various public places around town. His priors consisted mainly of public drinking and disturbing the peace. It was 10 o'clock when I approached the suspect with the intention of waking him up and telling him to move along. But when I saw something unusual in his hand, I immediately contacted my captain at the station. He told me, um, place the suspect under arrest for murder while he called for backup. We had been aware that a murder had taken place that night and the suspect was at large, which doesn't make any sense because he said that. Because, okay, so here's the thing. You guys, hmm. he says that he, it was 10 o'clock when he approached when he Bones. approached Bones, yeah. But didn't... The murder happened at 9.30. But didn't her fiancé get arrested at 10? So um, why are they saying that the murderer is at large at 10 o'clock when they're arresting their fiancé at 10 o'clock? Say it again. Okay, they arrested the fiancé at 10 o'clock, correct? Um, it says it on time the Time right here is... What's... No, it's 11.58. Um, nope, right here. It says, Peterson was apprehended by police at his residence at around 10 p.m. Oh. Peterson claims he drove home for a forgotten presence and left Harmony alone in the parking lot where someone else must have attacked her. Okay, so the police are already going to Peterson's house to okay. arrest him for murder. Yeah. So why are they? why is this cop saying here that we had been aware that a murder had taken place that night and the suspect was at large. Okay. By the time Mr. McBride had woken up, the backup, the backup had arrived. He seemed quite disoriented. He was then told he was under arrest for murder of Harmony Ashcroft. Mm -hmm. At this time, the suspect became belligerent and non-cooperative. He repeatedly screamed that he was innocent and he didn't know where the ring came from. So we don't find any other mention of the fact that they arrested the fiance and bones at the same time. Don't you find that weird? It is a little weird. Yeah. They're the only two that were arrested or I don't, well, is he, is well, he was taken into custody? I don't think he was, yeah, he was arrested, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because then they, the next morning at two sixteen in the morning, they're interviewing bones at the police station and um, says, next thing you know, I'm getting wake a wake-up call from Riverdale's finest. I guess I had a ring in my hand. I remember it being there, but I swear to you, I don't know how it got there. You need to investigate that officer. It must have been him. It says, is that a common thing for you, waking up with items in your possession without having any idea of how they got there? says, let's just say my drinking is a common thing, but killing somebody like that lady, that's not my style. Please, you got to believe me. Look, I've been in the joint before. If they lock me up for killing this pretty lady, I won't last more than a week. Is it possible that you stole the ring? You mean from the lady? Look, I told you I'm no Boy Scout, but violence isn't my thing. So did we find any other evidence for the police officer? No, I think it's just there. I just there's not enough evidence to like link him with the, the murder. So I, should we open up the envelope? 
Yeah. Because, I, I mean, either way, we're just going to be sitting here going back and forth. And it seems like we're not really... Well, we're trying to solve a murder. No, right? no, I know. But we're not agreeing on anything. That's what I'm we're saying. Not, it's not that we're not agreeing. We're just looking at evidence. Well, I think I we're just kind of running in circles. That's what I'm saying. So should we at least come to a conclusion and open up envelope A? Not yet. We're almost, I think... Just give it like five more minutes. We have we have an hour to kill. We were only like 23 minutes in. See, so like, look at here. Here, look at Guado. Here's the thing that doesn't make sense. is when, when Christian said that he drove away, she was 50 feet from the building. But if you look right here, the, where she's lying right here is the sidewalk, and the sidewalk's right there. So she's not 50 feet from the building. Was she in the alley? She's in the alley. So why would she be in the alley? Well, the only thing I can think of is that Andy drove there and like, called her into the alley and then maybe like attacked her or what? Or is that you? like is that like you have to walk through the alley to get to the parking lot? But the thing is that Andy loved her. Yeah, but he didn't want, and he don't think he wanted Christian to to be with her. Well, because he thought that she she was too good for him. Yeah, and he but was like, I mean, if I can't have her, nobody will. Yeah, but at that point, does that mean that you're just gonna end up? I think it's Christian. It's usual. Well, it's usually a crime of passion. You have to figure out who loved her the most. Um, I see. I want to say it's Andy, but he's right-handed. Yeah. So we, okay. So let's just wheedle him down. So we know we know it's not Rex. Derek has an alibi, so we know so, he's safe. Okay, but we it might be Rex. Why? Oh, that's right. Because his alibi said that he was home at this apartment the entire time. Can you time. paperclip that? Oh. Okay. In here, um, there's a. Case file inventory list, but we don't need any of that. Are we overlooking something? I think so. I wonder what her necklace is. This is a bonus envelope. Is there? Do we have bonus envelopes? Yeah. Wasn't there, there more were, of them? This? Yeah, there's two more, but we don't. Well, where, they, where are they at? In the other. Oh room. my god. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so. Found in McBride's hand is just the one ring. Okay, so now here's Chad Highsmith, who okay. is the witness statement for this Andy guy, and he is saying that it immediately reminded me of something my father, a career police officer, said to me when I was a child. He said most murders are really more about love than hate. At the time, I didn't understand what he meant, but as I got older, I understand it more. Harmony's murder was a shock to everybody, even people like me who knew her casually. She was young and beautiful. Um, I know I'm aware of how close she and Andy were. I know they had close friends since childhood. Little League, I think after her murder, I began to think about a few strange conversations I had with Andy. So I, my, I guess my money's more on Andy because nothing makes sense. After See, Harmony... Because Andy talked about playing softball together, After right? Harmony yeah. and Christian no, I got know. engaged. I recall Andy joking about how funny it would be if he got yes. drunk at the rehearsal dinner and told her how he really felt. I could sense that it was something more seriously considering the subject was dropped immediately. A few days later, I believe it was a few days before the rehearsal dinner. I asked him if he wanted to come with me to my daughter's basketball game that night. I was actually trying to keep him from going to the rehearsal dinner. I didn't want him to embarrass himself and make things awkward for the wedding, but he made it clear that he really wanted to go to the party. The conversation ended there. On Monday, on Monday morning after the murder, after my condolences to him at work, his eyes looked lifeless. I could tell he was distraught. I asked him what he saw at the party and told me he couldn't go because he had to fix his brakes. I remember him saying something about it took a while to do because he wasn't very experienced and had to borrow a tool to finish the job at the time. And it was a little too late to go to the party. Then he told me on a phone call he got from Harmony's 
mother at 2 a.m. I can't imagine how devastating this must be for him. The feeling might not have been mutual, but it was love for his life. And blah, 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 blah. And then, and, hmm, above, I'm not sure. There's nothing so on the ground around me. her. Harmony in the relationship with the font called the tip line. That's why I called you guys. I was just thinking that some information. struck. Uh, even if he wasn't stuck at home fixing his car, Andy would never be able to do anything like this. He's probably the kindest guy I know, and he loved Harmony. Okay. So, so they're saying that Andy's the kind guy, and he wouldn't do this. Okay, so let's read the newspaper article for when they arrest Bones. Okay. It says a 24-year-old William Bones McBride has been arrested for the murder of local child psychologist Harmony Ashcroft. According to law enforcement authorities, the assault took place after a demand for money and a brief struggle with the victim. It also appeared that the victim's engagement ring was taken during the course of the violent encounter. It appeared that the assailant's motive of the attack was monetary. McBride has a long history of petty crime in Riverdale, and all our evidence indicates that he was trying to get money and or valuables from the victim and struck her in the face with a blow so powerful it caved in her skull. Right there. Hold on. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Uh Why would he kill someone that he went to high school with? That they knew each other. And you think, I mean, even if you're drunk, you're still going to figure out who the person was. Most murderers are, are done by somebody they know. He was four years younger than her. Well, Robert, I mean, saying. I know, but I'm saying Robert was a senior when I was in Don't kill boy, me. That's three years. <laughs> no, never mind. He was then able to easily take the victim's engagement ring from her, then flee on foot, says police officer Brock Inman. He adds, this is a scenario we've seen more and more across the country wherever you go. Um, of course, it's more common in large urban areas, but even small community like Riverdale is not fully immune to such things. Our hope is that by catching this killer and putting him behind bars, it sends a message to the next guy and keeps our citizens safe. About 30 minutes after the time of murder, McBride was found in Grant Park with Harmony Ashcroft's ring in his possession. According to police, McBride offered no explanation of how he got the ring. After a detailed assessment of all suspects, witnesses, and evidence. Hmm, hold on. Did you find yeah. something? Yeah, right here. Diamond engagement ring. Yeah. Material, uh, platinum, and diamond engagement ring green. That engagement ring doesn't. Really? That one doesn't uh, match up with this one. Platinum and diamond material has custom interior description till death do we part. Uh, engagement ring that the green paper, right? Well, why would it say green? Because we we have a picture of the the ring right here. According to police, McBride offered no explanation of how he got the ring. After a detailed assessment of all suspect witnesses and evidence available, it became clear that we had identified the assailant. He was found with the victim's engagement ring in his hand 30 minutes after the murder. I mean, it's pretty obvious. The police chief goes on to say, as tragic as these kinds of situations are, at least identifying the assailant and seeing him brought to justice gives family and friends the opportunity to foreclosure. McBride is a lifelong resident of Riverdale. He spent his early years as a day laborer for Eagle Temps. He's also been briefly employed as a janitor at Ralph's Cafe and as a driver for Rusty's Pizza. When asked for comment, McBride deemed... Uh, denied any involvement in the murder. Ashcroft was also a native to Riverdale. She attended Riverdale Elementary School, Howard Taft Junior High School, and graduated third in her class from Riverdale in 1990. So I am looking at the back of the newspaper clipping because you just never know. Yeah. 
Um, apply today looking for self for salespeople, hiring for the nursing home, forklift drivers. Nope, nothing on the back of that See, one. See, what I'm thinking is, like Brandon said, Bones just walk to the bench. And, but the problem is like, we have a picture of Andy's car at 938 in front of Thule's, which is where Harmony was murdered. Yes. Now, the witness stated that at 10 p.m., Andy came over and knocked on his door to ask for a torque wrench. Mm -hmm. He said that it was evident that he would like had to work on something because he was a little sweaty. Why would he, why would he be sweaty? I mean, it, it, if it only took one hit, I mean, was he sweating out of fear or sweating like he would have to have. Probably well, he, ran home. He would have had a le left his car though. Yeah, but he would have had a ran. I know. Did the, did the um, neighbor see him working on his car? No, he just said that he figured he was because he was all sweaty. And and in the testimony, he does say. Oh, actually, he knew about the the murder because it was a couple of days later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you, just for the sake of like progress, should we just go with Brandon's um, theory and just prove that Bones was innocent because he just couldn't get that distance? Well, I mean, I personally think he's he's innocent just for the simple fact that I think the ring was planted on him. I just can't find the evidence of how it was planted in. By well, I who. think we'll I think we'll get that evidence after we open up this this little folder. Yeah. But we have to find a way to prove that Bones was. Uh, dude, what? look at the map. OK, so I will. Brandon, I will agree with you that he could not have walked a mile and that he is innocent. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, what other... I mean, because if, if you... Oh, that's keep, the only lead we have. No, and that's what I'm saying. And if you keep trying to overlook it to think that there's something else, you're going to just go in circles. So that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, even if you took the magnifying glass mm -hmm. and take a look at it, yeah, the, there's, a, there's a path that goes down the river. There's no... They just... It, they highlight over it. There is a little path that goes on the side of the river... Mm -hmm. But she was on the other side. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So he was nowhere Wait, near it. Can I see that? See, man, that's, so that's literally the only evidence we have. But we have to figure out how he got the ring. And so I don't know if we open up this envelope, if that's how Homeboy he gets the ring. Yeah. fucking killed her, oh, ran there's a down, there is ran, a bridge ran right down. There. Yeah, no, know. I, I know. Yeah, okay. Homeboy killed her, ran, ran past Bones, dropped the ring in his hand, and yeah. then kept running for the Because he, he is... Um, he, it, it, his house is on the way That's from the saying. park. Yeah. And if he was already there and if bones was already there before nine 30, that means that he killed her, ran out, saw the ring, dropped it on him. But why would his car be there? That's the only because thing. He was probably fucking just stalking her saying that he had to work late or something. And then he was really there. So he must've murdered her drove. And as he's driving home, saw bones sleeping on the bench, not even drive. Isn't he his had to have driven. Isn't his, his car there? His car is in Tully's. That's what I'm saying. So how did his car get from Tully's back to his house? He had to have driven. Yeah. One, Who, okay, be, so, okay, okay. After, so he probably just said that he fixed his car and then drove back after he got the torque wrench from that Jason guy. Well, he, he barred the torque wrench at 10. She was murdered at 9.30. Who's Jason? That's what I'm who's saying. Who's Jason Jason Grace? is Andy's neighbor. Okay. Because, I mean, Brandon does have a point. I mean, if somebody planted it on... It would make the most sense, yeah, the direction. Yeah. I, I mean, but we, we just don't have enough evidence That's to prove that he's innocent. pretty evident. Okay, so but, also... Right too, now, look, we're, we're not trying to complete the case. We're just trying to get to this. Sure, the, but, okay, so, but, like, how is he innocent? He's not innocent because he woke up with the ring. He he's does, innocent because he didn't do it. Yeah, but, but we have no evidence to prove that he was. 
Okay, I know. Look at the magnifying glass, right? Okay. There's yeah. a trail right here I that goes down. Yeah, there. I understand the trail. So he would have to cross over two toolies. Yes. But he didn't. He just stayed on the left side where Rambo's was and went to the park. So he's well. Bone says he went straight to yeah, from the, the bar park. to the park. Yes, that's what he says. So I, 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 like I'm saying, I'll agree with Brandon. I'll agree that to, for the sake of forward progression, Bones yeah. is innocent because he like he does not have enough time in an hour. Yeah, I will agree with with everything. We can we can continue. Yeah, I think otherwise. I mean, no, we're I just, meant there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got you can get to there in like ten minutes. There's no way it takes yeah. you an hour okay. to get to the to Grant Park. Yes. If you're staying on one side. Correct. That's okay. What I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean we know that Bones is innocent. I mean, I the thing is is that the more we do these things, the more we're gonna be able to look for clues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for the sake of the podcast, I think that we should yeah. I will continue. We can for yeah. the sake of you guys open it. Open it, Brent. No, it's all you guys. All right. I will open it because nobody loves hearing people argue about opening <laughs> more than me what does it say i don't know brennan if i could well, open I don't, it i mean it's just quiet so it says one of the five suspects in this case has lied about his alibi which is andy we already know that yeah. your job is to find the proof when you can prove the suspect's major lie about the alibi visit the page to prove it uh, it says after cracking the fake alibi, you can open bonus envelope B for additional evidence and final objective three. Hence, you're looking for an obvious and unmistakable lie. Yeah, it's already Andy. We already yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. there's no way. That, I'm telling you, he left his car there. He stalked her, waited until his moment, killed her, ran across, said that his car was wrecked, and went back over. There's an article in here as well, and it says McBride cleared of all charges in 1998 Riverdale murder. It says, thanks to newly reopened evidence, a local man, William Bones McBride, has been fully cleared of all charges in the decades-old homicide of revered child psychologist <laughs> Harmony Ashcroft. After years of incarceration at Indiana Maximum Security State Prison, McBride has been released with no charges remaining to face. Police Chief James Vig has made it clear that McBride is now a private citizen who is free to go about his business. He adds, it is deeply unfortunate that this mistake has been made. It is never easy to pick up your life after losing so many years to a horrible error in the justice system, but we sincerely hope McBride is able to do so. From the moment he was arrested and charged with Ashcroft's death, McBride has insisted upon the innocence, claiming to have no idea how the victim's engagement ring came into his possession. But an independent investigator brought new evidence to police free to free McBride. The Dale Bridge was closed the night of the murder from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And since McBride did not have access to a vehicle, he could not have left Rambo's bar at 9 p.m., walked to Tooley's to commit the murder at 9.30 and walked back to Grant Park at 10 p.m. Hmm. What do you mean, hmm? Like, what are you, the fucking bridge police? You didn't know. Yeah, but uh, still, but, dude. But nobody knew the bridge was closed. How did we, I mean, I would Check love. the newspaper. Well, yeah, now that we know what to look for. Riverdale Roundup. It's got to be in the back of a. Of, it's got to be on one of the back. Yeah. Temporary road closed. There you go. See, I knew it was going. Uh, according to reports, RFD blank on the scene at 8:45 p.m. and the traffic resumed across the bridge by 9:45 p.m. No injuries. So you were. We were almost there. I was right. You were. <laughs> you were right on a technicality. I was pretty fucking right. You were the closest you know out of all. I'm, I'm right. going to give it to him. Why? Because we, we, yeah, Brandon, you made a good point. But if had we known the bridge was closed, we would have been. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Where was your evidence? 
I'm so I'm saying. I yeah, 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 yeah. find it. But where was your, your, where was your he case? He could have walked in a mile where, where, where was your case He could have cra- walked a mile Where was your case, Christ, uh, where was your case cracking evidence, Robert? Okay. Right and there. the Apparently super sleuths in order for you to pull your I didn't fucking now. cheat. I know, but I'm saying you were like, oh, of course I knew. It doesn't matter, dude. You would, But you had no idea the I got a 99% on the 100%. I'll give, you eight, I'll give you 89. No, that was a 99 fucking percent. So it was better than, oh, I don't know where to go. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. This That's what all you say. Brandon, I dare you. Okay, so after this, you will walk one mile, and if it does, if it takes you over an hour, you're wrong. Why? Because that's what you, that was your whole yeah, reason. It won't take you me. S- an, it won't take me an hour. That's to walk what a mile. I was fucking saying. That's what I was literally saying, and you twisted the words. You're like, oh, I'm just going to just do it even better than him. Okay. All right. We're gonna we we agree that Andy's alibi was false. Yes. We agree that there is many holes in his yes. alibi yes. to allow us to open envelope yes. number B. Yes. All right. Should I have it the wrong way? We're just cruising right along. Yeah, now that we now we're cooking with gas. Well, you know. <laughs> Any other random things? What did you, well, not yet. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I'll, I'll just talk for... Yeah, please. Minute. Oh, yeah, of course. Because you know, Robert's opening up the package for uh, envelope B. It says, one of the suspects lied about something that seriously implicated him to the murder. Your job is to find it. When you find other lie, visit the page to prove that you have cracked the case. After finding the evidence needed to prompt the killer, you may open envelope C. Hint, the information does not prove he is the killer, but he is very suspicious and will help the prosecution evidence secure. So this one right here, it's a photo of four children holding a sign that says the Riverdale Red Sox T-Ball League Champs 1976. Okay, because that's the softball game. Or those are, that's her. And then one of them is Alan. Because yeah. remember, they played yeah, softball together. Yes, correct. And it says a letter. It says, to whom it may concern. This is Deborah Ashcroft. The police, uh, the Riverdale police would not give me your contact information, but have agreed to pass along a letter. I want to thank you for your help with my daughter's case. It's been decades since it happened, but I can't describe how difficult it has been. Some days are better than others, but a day has yet to pass that I didn't wish I could make up from my, wake up from my nightmare. I am very glad that you've pr- proven Mc, Mr. McBride's innocence. He's been living his own nightmare through these years um, right alongside us. I feel so much guilt for all the anger I d- directed at him. I am struggling with the resurfaced memories, but I am glad some justice is being done. I hope you can continue your efforts to help find the real killer. I always held resentment with Christian for what happened. It's been hard watching him move on with his life, always wondering um, if in the back of my mind, what might have been different if he hadn't left my daughter alone that night. Sorry, it's in cursive. It's hard to read. Assuming that's what really happened. I want to be happy for Jenny and him. Oh, so he's with Jenny. Oh, see, I knew that. And that Jenny was with her the night that um, they met. Yeah, so Jenny is, is Harmony's best friend. It says, their family is so beautiful, but it pains me to admit every time I see them around town, I can't help feeling jealous. It's like their kids should be my grandchildren if only someone hadn't taken Harmony. I was told by the police that you're looking into the old suspects of the case, and I think that's great. I want to believe that Christian is innocent, but I've always had my doubts. And there were a few other characters in Harmony's life back then I've never felt good about. I heard you're also investigating Andy Allen, and I just wanted to respectfully say that I think your efforts might be better spent on other suspects. I've known Andy since he was six, and he never hurt Harmony. They've been inseparable since T-Ball in 1976. I included one of my favorite pictures from them, uh, from that team. It was one of the one of the few times I ever I ever got between them. 
It says, Andy has lived through his own nightmares since the incident. He fell on hard times right after Harmony's death and has never recovered. I'm afraid false accusations against him could cause a lot of harm. I think he still blames himself for what happened, but I won't question your judgment. You've, ch- uh, you've cracked open 20-year-old cold case that police couldn't solve. I have a lot of faith in you and find, your, find the right killer. What you're doing is very important to us. Please let us know if I can help. Okay, so... He's with her best friend. Yes. So he is is with Harmony's best friend, who is, right here, Jenny Rogers. So I was looking at her photo. Do you think Jenny is the other girl in the picture? No, Jenny looks too tall. That looks like a big-ass kid. I know. So we don't have any really information on Jenny Rogers. The only thing that I can think of is, I mean, there's no evidence to prove who the killer is. Well, we have to go back to Ginny's statement and really look at that one because if she was with, I mean, if she ended up with this guy, I mean, she's already saying that she thought that he was abusive. Mm -hmm. I mean, how does she end up with him if she thought he was abusive unless she wanted him from the very get-go? This says, Harmony has been my friend since college. We have always been very close, and that's why her murder is such a devastating event in my life. I was there on the night that Harmony and Christian first met. Harmony and I were at a nightclub, enjoying a rare night on the town. We both were in grad school, working pretty hard, so it felt good to get out and spend an evening doing something other than writing papers. But it was a typical night, excuse me, a typical nightclub. Guys were difficult to deal with that night and all of the corny jokes and come-ons. Then along came Christian. He walked up to Harmony, took a seat, and smiled. After a few seconds, he said, how do you like me so far? We all burst into laughing. It was like someone knew how rough the night had been, and he was determined to rescue Harmony from it. And that's what Christian was to her, an escape from ordinary guys. He was exciting to her, and of course, he had her wrapped around his finger. The engagement party started off lots of fun until the argument. And then this also says, this is, her st- this is still Jenny Rogers. It says, there were supposed to be presents for Christian's parents, but I guess there was confusion over who had, who had to bring them. Harmony was certain that she left them in the car, but Christian thought, she left them at- Christian thought she left them at home. They weren't screaming, but they started getting snippy with each other in front of everybody, and it was kind of awkward. I think maybe the pressure of the wedding was getting to them. Getting married isn't easy. Christian had a look on his face that was kind of intense. His jaw was clenched, and his eyes were red with anger. They left the party together to see, the pres- to see if the presents were in the car. You got the feeling that argument probably continued outside as they left. When they left, you could hear a pin drop. Then, my si- then her sister told a joke, like, I can see Harmony inherited her memory from mom. The light hardened, uh, this lightened the mood up a little, and people got back to the normal, in- to normal until the busboy came running in saying Harmony was hurt in the parking lot, and we all rushed out at once. My initial reaction was absolute shock. Harmony's brother is in med school and started trying to do CPR or something, but we could see that she was already dead. I'm still in shock. We told police Christian killed her, but nobody actually saw that happen. So it could have been someone else. Harmony's, uh, Harmony's, Harmony's told me a few uh, weird guys at work, a stalker and some deadbeat dad. You should check them out. Talk to the office manager, Cheryl. I think they know what, uh, what to think right about. So then where's, where did he go? Where did he end up? Where's Christian? Christian ended up getting married. No, 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 no. I know oh, that. But the I'm night? Just, yes. He oh, went so home. He, went he got home. arrested at his house. Yeah. So then uh, how would you leave with someone and then automatically just dip? Yeah, right? Because they were in an argument. Christian. Yeah, because he said that the presents were in the car. And it says, I was in my house, blah, 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 blah. 
I said, let's back up to the argument. It says, do I need to remind you? It says, yes. Harmony and I had a little disagreement over what happened to the presents for my parents. Was this a common thing? The two of you getting into fights? I wouldn't call it a fight. It's just a disagreement. That's all. You didn't answer my question. Was this a common thing? No, I don't think. Uh, You don't have any issues with your temper? No, I don't. No, I don't. You ever hit Harmony? Never. For a guy with no anger issues, you seem pretty hot under the collar. My, my fiance is dead. I was supposed to get married tomorrow, and now I'm, I'm sitting in this box with you. Why are you questioning? We're wasting our time. You think you just get into an, uh, an, you, wait, uh, you think I just get into an argument with her in front of, of both of our families and then take her out and kill her? So, you, uh, so who did? Ratcliffe, the guy at the clinic. He had been stalking her. Why are you not grilling him like this? Interesting. Or maybe that psycho Navy guy that lost his kid. I don't know his name, but he blames Harmony for losing custody over his kid. He was a deadbeat, but I don't, uh, but I told her not to testify. It was too risky for, uh, but she didn't care. Had you ever met either of these guys? He says, nope, uh, but Harmony, blah, 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 blah. What's up? Um, I've been wondering why Riverdale Marina is marked right here. Yeah, that's where they're fishing, right? Who's fishing? That's where um, Derek Sivers was. Because it says the annual Riverdale Marina extravaganza. The Riverdale Marina will be holding its annual boat owner extravaganza on Sunday, May 10th at 9.30 and run until sunset. There will be food, drinks, and live entertainment, as well as many family activities, including the magic show and really fun slide. Anyway, they had an extravaganza. (laughs) Apparently it was fun. Uh, where's the wedding invitation? <laughs> How did you put it over there? I was trying to clear stuff that we don't need so we don't... Where's Ainsley's no, River? Ainsley's River is the one that's right here. That's Ainsley's River. So he was... So Derek Silver was fishing along that river that is right next to Tuli's where that she was it? murdered. Where's the... Do you see the wedding invitation? Uh, it's going to be somewhere around here. Looking for the wedding invitation. Right here. Right there. Yep. And then, oh, there was a whale or an owl watching information. Okay. So just maybe an owl saw something. <laughs> okay. And then. These people look like. Those are two different people. That's no. Harmony Ashcroft. Well, when, How do we know that? What's, what date is this? Yeah, this is a rehearsal for Harmony and Christian. That's Harmony Ashcroft, and that's Jenny Rogers. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that what if Jenny Rogers liked Christian? Well, they did. Yeah, they, we know that. No, no, they I got know. married and had kids. That's what I'm saying. It's just the reason that he killed her is because he wanted to go out with Jenny. And it seems like she's pushing his buttons and he doesn't want to marry her. So then he fucking kills her, goes home. I don't know. Well, I think they got into an argument. She gives him the ring back. He kills her. And then he plants the ring on. But he couldn't be. He couldn't go that way because the bridge is closed. That's true. So it has to be somebody on this side of the bridge. No, it has to be somebody on the bridge is closed. The bridge is closed. McBride was found over there with the ring. Oh, okay. So it has to be. Okay. So So it has to be somebody over here. So then it's either Andy or, or Derek. Yeah. Because. This is the house that Christian has to go back to. So he's driving that way. So he's Bones go is down. already yeah, Bones is already over here. 
here's my thought. Well, then, okay, the bridge is out. How are they going to get across? It would have to be somebody with a boat. Mm-hmm. Well, how do they know that that bridge is closed? Because, yeah. Well, they just said bridge, not bridges. So Unless it, it says bridges in there. I'm thinking... Oh, saying it's in the newspaper. Who's, whose witness is Jason Griggs? Is that... That's that? Andy's neighbor. I wonder... And then it says traffic detour due to construction that began late on Gate Street. Where's Gate Street? I don't know. Um, Gate Street. Let me see this. Yeah, find Gate Street. Yes, I know. Um, where's Gate Street? Gate Street is... It doesn't... S- you know what? Hand me the... the hand me my boyfriend's file. Mm. The fuck is be careful. He's the killer. I'm thinking we're, I'm on to something here. It does, it does a little suspect. Okay, so... Dale Bridge to both vehicle and pedestrian for one hour on Friday night to clear a downed something something. Riverdale Fire Department. And they are not that way. Where's the Riverdale Fire Department? I feel like... Now, do you think... When was the bridge closed from? From what time to what time? Uh, The bridge was closed... um, Wait, it says on the scene at 8.45 and the traffic resumed across the bridge by 9.45. So it was about an hour. Okay. So do you think, Brandon, do you think because he was so sweaty, because this photo was taken at 9.38, do you think he like ran home? That's what I said. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying things out loud. But how did he get home if the bridge was closed? And how did he get his car back home if he's working on his car? Because right here it says the Riverdale Marina will be holding its annual boat owner extravaganza on Sunday, May 10th at 9.30 and run until sunset. There will be food, drinks, live entertainment. And then it's, uh, here's the marina. So somebody, but we have to race. But that's a day after. Yeah, we have to figure out, somebody's lying in their testimony. I think it's that Jenny girl, dude. I think, I think Jenny Rogers is fucking lying. You think Jenny? I think again? Jenny Rogers is lying. But, but never did anybody see Jenny go out there. Yeah, Jenny stayed inside. Okay. The thing is, is that we're, we seem to be focusing a lot on the marina because yeah. I really think that the marina is going to have something to do with it because okay. the bridge was closed. Yeah. And the Admiral has a boat. The Admiral does have a boat. He does have a boat and he lives on the right side of the... And Tulis is along the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean... The, yeah, but if you're... You're not going to take your boat down the river. You would just fish on the side. What? If, it, if, if there's a river running through the city like that, you're not going to take your boat. That's true. You're just going to fish on the side. You're going to just shoreline. You're going to okay. shorefish. Okay. If you're going to go down to the marina, you're going to go out to the, so then, to the ocean. Okay. So then Derek was misplaced. What's up? Okay. So let's, again, the marina's having its extravaganza. Yeah. But it says here, I can attest that at uh, the time of the murder, Derek was with me. We were alone together in my boat on the Ainsley River between 8.30 and 10.30. Yeah. But the marina's having its extravaganza. On that day? Yeah, May 10th, not the 9th. Or the 8th. Or yeah, this is oh. on Sunday, May 10th at 9.30. And it will run from 9.30 a.m. to sunset. And she got killed on the 8th? Yeah. Okay. So that's two days. It had been a stressful few weeks for Derek and he had needed a friend and a mentor to hash things out. He's having custody issues with his ex-wife. 
In addition to having been with him at the time of the murder, I can also attest that for all his flaws, he's made great strides at keeping his demons under control. As an individual who is struggling with his own issues, I know the road to sobriety isn't always an easy one. See, because, I mean, he, with the bridge being out mm -hmm. and the ring being on bones's possession mcbride yeah mcbride we have to figure out who had the ability to kill her on toolies on one side of the river yeah get across the river get to the park all within 30 minutes but all because the bridge is closed to the public doesn't mean that it's off limits it's just closed it doesn't mean that you can't run across it which is why you're you're right, probably right which is why andy ran home but but his car would have been at the scene of the crime and police would have seen that car but wasn't his car there all right, sorry about that. Our computer ran into a little bit of problems. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, uh, but we're back. He only missed about three minutes. So what I was saying was that um, we're, I'm looking at Rex Radcliffe's um, police report, and he says, um, just say it, Radcliffe. Say the word. Stop talking your riddles and just tell me you killed Harmony Ashcroft. No, I didn't hurt anybody. Say it. You left work and went to the clinic. I needed help. I needed help to stop the pain, stop the voices. Then you followed her to the restaurant. No. You waited in the parking lot outside of Tolly's, didn't you? Just waiting for your chance. How many hours were you hiding there, Ratcliffe? What was going through your head? I didn't do it. Or I said, I didn't do... That's, that's not what happened. When she walked out to the back of your... Oh, when she walked out the back door, your moment arrived. Tell me, Ratcliffe, when her fiancé left her all alone back there, did you try to talk to her first? Or did you just attack? No, it wasn't me. Stop playing, Ratcliffe. We talked to Cheryl at the clinic. You're lying. Stop. Stop yelling at me. I wasn't there. Just say the words. Tell me, uh, tell us what really happened and, and we can get on with this. You can get a lawyer, put together an insanity plea, whatever you want. But this isn't helping you. All this lying, it's not helping you. Radcliffe, you're not fooling anyone. It wasn't me. I needed her help. She's a therapist. I needed her help. I know you killed her, Radcliffe. You can't hide behind all that psychotherapy bull. You could have found another therapist. We know you showed up at the clinic threatening her. Just tell me you did it. No more screaming. No more games. We'll get, to you, uh, we'll get you help. I tried to get help. I tried to make the voices stop. I saw Harmony in the, in the brochure, and I knew she could make my mother's voice stop. Ratcliffe, what happened that night? Talk to me. I told you already. I was at home the whole time. My mother was murdered on May 8th, 1978. My stepdad hit her in the face with a baseball bat. I found her. Look it up. You'll see Harmony looked just like my mother, and I just had to hear her voice. You better hope it checks out. Is there anyone who can confirm you were at home? No, I was alone. Miss McCoy, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Who's Miss McCoy? My landlady. Lives under me. Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't the time for guessing, Ratcliffe. When your landlady confirmed that you were at home all evening, uh, will, you, will your landlady confirm you're at home all evening long? Yes or no? I think so. I don't know. Don't know how good her memory is. She's old. You better hope she can. Next time I bring her back, or next time I bring you back here, I'm not going to be so nice. So she got hit on the left side of her face? Yeah. Then why is on the corners it showing the right side? Mm. It says right and left on the bottom corners. I don't know. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, so it was she was hit well, on the you're left-handed. It doesn't it. matter. Look well, at right. No, I know, but right left. That's on the right side of her face. If I was standing right here, yeah. that's on the right side of my face. Yeah, so if I'm left-handed and I hit you face on, it's going to be your right hand, your right side. Cuz it's opposite. Well, you would have to go you would have to go left hand or it's just backhand right. 
That's what, that's what they're saying. They're no, saying no. the killer is predominantly left-handed. And if I hit you, if I'm staring at you and I'm left-handed, my stance is like this, Brandon. But I know, no. But I'm just saying, if they just say predominantly because yes. it's on the left side. Yeah. Agreed. But it doesn't. I don't know. I'm so, just, so, so if I'm facing you right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And if I'm left-handed, I'm facing you this way, correct? Yeah. Look, you're not even. No, I know. I can see. And if I hit you, I'm hitting you on your right hand, your face, as I am left-handed. Yes. 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 So that's why they're saying that the person's probably left-handed. Hmm. Uh, It'd have to be a downward swing. Yes, that's why they're saying he has to be tall. Hmm. Interesting. And then I keep looking at the signatures about like the ring, like the ring getting um, released and received, mm -hmm. and seized as evidence. Homicide investigation returned to evidence. Trial returned to evidence. And it, but there's only one thing about a police officer. The rest is detective, evidence manager, Stacey. What's up? So I noticed here on the phone records, the last phone call that this guy made yeah. to the helping hands was at 542. Mm -hmm. But the admiral says that they were on the boat together at 830. Could yeah. he have gotten from his house to the marina in that amount of time? Totally. You could have? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because there is something about these phone records that we're missing. Yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah. This, I'm reading Rex's um, statement right now. This is from Louise McCoy. Uh, this says, The first time I met Mr. Ratcliffe was when he came to arrange renting the apartment above me. I immediately noted that he seemed very uneasy, but I did not find any problems with his past that would have made him un, uh, ineligible for rent. He didn't have much of, a, of a, mental a rental history, but at least we were not made aware of any priors or outstanding warrants of his arrest. I have noted in my diary that on April 26th, he, we had a problem with Mr. Radcliffe. It was the first time of any kind of encounter with him. The nature of the problem was that the tenant, Mr. Radcliffe, was, uh, was that he was um, exceeding an acceptable volume of noise in his unit. This violation is one of the that is taken very seriously as I need the, ret, uh, the rest to stay healthy. Prior to the situation, we had never had a major problem. Mr. Radcliffe, uh, with Mr. Radcliffe. There were a few occasions of loud noises that were able to hear, mainly due to the blah, 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 but on the occasion required, blah, blah, blah. It says, but on this occasion, we took place, blah, 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 the 26th of April. He was making a great deal of noise as it became necessary for me to go up into his apartment and address the issue. His noise was mostly crying loudly and, and pounding on the wall. It says, on this occasion, Mr. Radcliffe seemed reluctant to open the door, but once he did, he apologized for the noise and said it would never happen again. Later, after I exited the unit, I returned to give him a brochure regarding a local therapy clinic called Healing Hands. He seemed very responsive to the brochure. He seemed to be staring at one face in particular in it. I believe this face belonged to the victim, but at the time, I did not obscure this as unusual. She is very pretty. On the night of the murder, May 8th, I, obscure, I observed him coming into the building a little before 9 p.m. I know it was before. I know this because it happened the night at the end of X-Files when the whistling came on. Uh, it says, then a little over an hour after, I heard crying and screaming. Uh, it was um, during the first story of 2020, so it must have been sometime between 10 and 10.15. I, I couldn't make out any of the, uh, of the words, but it sounded really dreadful. I immediately went up to his unit and knocked on the door to make sure he was all right and asked him to quiet down. At that time, he did not answer the door and I went back down to my apartment. Eventually, as the evening went on, the noises stopped by the time chance... 
By the time Chance Edwards began the 7 o'clock news, things had become quiet again. That's when I heard about the murder. He, uh, his car didn't leave where he was parked and with, parked it when he got home at 9. Okay, here's a question. Sure. Where was their car parked when they went outside? Um, they said the parking lot. Yeah, somewhere in the parking lot, yeah. What parking lot? Well, that was just that's just the street. Yeah, I know, but that's just the street of toys, right? Yeah. yeah. But then here's an alleyway. Yeah. Isn't wasn't she found like an alleyway? Yeah, she was found in the alleyway. Okay, so that's what I'm saying is that there's no parking lot. I don't see a parking lot in this picture. It just looks like you just park in front of the building, and then it looks like there's just side streets. So at that point, they got into an argument. Probably walked over to the corner. Now. Here's where it's going to get tricky. Okay, so so just, okay, p- picture this. They go outside. They start arguing. They start walking around the corner because they don't want people to see them start. Uh, yeah, arguing because he has a temper. Where's the map? Yeah, so then he, so then they go. This is all. It's right here. So then they go to the corner. That Andy guy was probably there just to like, I don't know, try like, I don't know, probably just. To he creep was, on her, but at the yeah. same time, he probably saw the murder, got sight, like got seen, and then ran away. But it doesn't. And then pretended like his car was just. But but if he saw the murder of the woman he loved, do you think he would have like, hey, that's the guy that did it? See, I'm thinking that we're. <coughs> you me. literally just coughed on me. No. Yeah. Okay. We still have to remember the simple fact that. The ring was found on bones. Yeah. Don't forget that fact. Yeah. He's already right. cleared. I know. Yeah, but how did the ring who get pl- on bones? We have to, whoever, put the, whoever planted the ring on bones is the killer. I think it's a cop. But he, had, he would have no reason to kill um, Harmony Ashcroft. Yeah, I know. But then there was also something in like a newspaper. But, and then this is, just, this is where it gets sure. me thinking about yeah. um, a movie. Fuck, what's the movie called? Uh, it's with Simon Pegg and uh, they're cops. Colors? No. What? No. Simon, not... Simon Pegg's in Colors. No, he's... Dude, Simon Pegg's British. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of fucking... Um, who's the guy on Fast, uh, Fast Times of... Sean Penn. Yeah, that's yeah. him. <laughs> I like how I go into an even older movie yeah. when he was a kid. Uh, no, no. But you know what I'm talking about? It was him. It's okay. So anyways, the, the community itself keeps criminals away. Because like in the... Uh, oh, you're talking about... Um, Fuck, it's that British one. Yeah, that's what I fucking said. I know, it's... Uh, and the reason why... Oh, I, I watch it all the time. I watch it on the way back from England. And the reason why I say that is because of this one. It says, ongoing investigation. Please confirm that they are questioning and investigating several persons of interest. Yes. But have not released the names of suspects or individuals under arrest. Detective Stason is optimistic about the investigation. There's a reason we don't see many homicides here in Riverdale. Because we always get our guy. Always. So... He sounds suspicious. That's what I'm saying. So I, if, if I was like, they can just pin murders on people and just continuously kill. Okay. So do you want to know? What I, think it's I, a cop. I think it's Stason. Okay. This is what I think happened. I think that she and her fiance went outside and started arguing. Yeah. Now, Andy was there, yeah. but he didn't go in. So he's like creeping around. Yeah. Right. He sees them arguing and then um, the fiance leaves he confronts her, okay. hits her with the um, the um, tool that he borrowed. But he didn't borrow it until ten. I know, it's his own tool. But oh. why would you? Right? But 
Why would you have to go over and borrow? An to so because he's trying to build an alibi. All yeah, right. I don't. There's just too many holes in it. Nope. Let me finish. So he sits there and he hits her, and then um, he freaks out. So he has to. I don't know. It's either him or the guy with the boat. That's what I'm saying. How did he get across the bridge? We're running low on time, so should we all just say who we think it is? I think it's the cop. Okay. Okay, Brian thinks it's the cop, Mom. Who do you think I think it's Stacen. I think, truthfully, um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with my boyfriend. Dude, okay, right here. Investigating officer, Detective Jay Stacen. You can say it's a right or left hand if you're the one that fucking hit him. No, Brandon, you're saying it because that's where the fracture of the head is. Mm, it's a cop, dude. <laughs> okay, so you think thinks it's, it's the inside job. Mom, you think it's the the ex-husband, Derek Sivers. No, not the ex-husband. Yeah, the guy. Oh, no, no, the guy, Derek Sivers. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think? I think it's Andy. It's the only one that makes sense. It's between Ari, Andy, and my boyfriend, but I'm okay. going to go with my so boyfriend. So you're just painting the plate. All right, so we've opened up the envelope. And it says, congratulations, detective. You uh, you enjoyed blah, 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 blah. Okay, so here it says, voluntary statement, Andrew Allen. Ah. And it says, my name is Andy Allen, and I killed Harmony Ashcroft on May 8th, 1998. It was a crime of passion and, and not permitted. I wonder who said that. Somebody go back and quote me. On the evening of May 8th, 1998, I drove to Tully's to attend Harmony and Christian Peters, uh, Pearson, Peterson's wedding rehearsal dinner. I didn't to tell Harmony that I loved her, and I did not think she should marry Christian, but when I arrived at the party, I didn't have the courage to go in. I didn't want to be around all those people celebrating the wedding and decided to wait to tell Harmony by her Land Rover in the parking lot. At about 9.30, Christian and Harmony came out in the back door of Tully's together. They were arguing, and I hid behind another vehicle since I wanted to talk to Harmony alone. Christian was very angry and screaming in Harmony's face. I was about to fight him when Christian got into a car and peeled off in the parking lot, uh, peeling off in the parking lot alone. I thought it was a perfect opportunity to tell Harmony how I felt, so I walked up to her with every ounce of courage I could muster, shared my true feelings. It took me a minute or two, to, but I told her I, I had fallen in love with her at six years old playing t-ball together, and my feelings had only grown stronger through the years. I told her she better do much better, or she could do much better than Christian, and that she only gave if she could only give me a chance to prove it. Harmony's reaction was not what I anticipated. All those times I ran through the scenario through my mind. She said something like, oh, Andy, you poor thing, and put her hand on my shoulder. But I took a step back. It was clear that her feelings for me were not the same as mine, and I was flooded with embarrassment beyond belief. I had ran through the scenario so many times in my mind, and this wasn't ever a response I was expecting. She kept coming toward me, offering her pity and concern for my feelings like I was one of the patients, and I just couldn't take it. I kept asking her to leave me alone. She kept reaching out her hand, and I kept backing away. She kept moving toward me, and I was just so crushed and embarrassed and confused, and the rush of my feelings along with her pity caused me to snap. I just wanted her to give me some space and let me alone. I lost control and punched her in the face really hard with my left hand. Signed, Andy Allen. There's, There's no way that fucking guy can kill her with one hand. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you were, you were right. We done did it. We done did it. We, we, but, we, but the most importantly is we did it as a team. Yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit of like... There was a little teamwork there. Well, that's how uh, that's how detectives work. We're just three hot-blooded detectives. Yes, it's called. We're we're very passionate about this. Yeah. So next week we will not be solving a case. We'll just be talking about things. Yeah, um, things. Yeah. But until then, Molly, you want to tell them where to find us? You can find me at all social medias as Gray Hair and Tattoos. I am Don't Die Disco. 
And Robert is Robert Robert Pike Pike on Instagram and Sherbert on TikTok and YouTube. So until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.